Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Are You Having a Draft? Game Day 2. This is flying by already. So we've had interviews part one, and now we're about to hear the second half of our drafters be interviewed by Zach Brown. It turns out our drafters can do some talking, so we've had to break this up into two parts. My name is Bradley James. I'm Marcus Ellard. And we're your hosts for this fantasy football delicacy. I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to say, when you're in, I'm Bradley James and I'm Marcus Allard, and together we are. <laughs> are you having a draft? <laughs> I was like, that's new. You could have done that. We'll work on that in our own time, <laughs> listeners, and uh, see what we come up with. Um, anyway, this is the second part. Hopefully you've heard uh, our first episode. There was some uh, very revealing moments in I've there. taken notes. Have you? Yeah, for next season already. Wow. There's some, there's some tips from the top. I mean, thankfully, you sort of have to change your tactics season by season anyway, so I don't think people would be too ripped up by you plagiarising their strategy mm. and whatnot. Okay, here we go. It is the start of the second part, and it is over to interviewer extraordinaire Zach Brown with his guest, Matt Brummett. This is like Frost Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> How confident are you this season? Um, it's going up and down. Um, there's parts of me that's thinking, I'm a, yeah, parts of me that thinking, I'm, I'm going to win it. I'm definitely going to win it. And then I just lose all hope. I had like three hours sleep last night, so maybe I'm not feeling that confident. <laughs> was that because you're putting together spreadsheets? Mm, or? Half and half. I was at a barbecue and like, didn't get home <laughs> until like half two. But then when I got back, uh, yeah, I can't sleep. I had to do a, a little bit of spreadsheet admin for like 40 minutes and then the other 40 minutes was staring at the sky, panicking about <laughs> wan Basaka or whoever. Which play would you most like to sign? I'm, I, I, don't, I don't operate like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll take each player on their own, um, depending on what the auction points are going for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not, um, if anything, I'm more likely to go like r- more risky players, if anything. Mm-hmm. So I'll look at a Martial, someone who is, you know, has got a, a good, a big upside, but is not is a is a bit of a risk. You know, there's the chance of him not starting or starting in a different position. So that's more the style of players I go for. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, do you have a an under the radar tip? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not, not sure how many under the radar tips there there are. There's um, a really under the radar tip probably. Um, I think uh, Lundstrom at Sheffield United mm-hmm. has uh, had a re- had a strong preseason. Um, if he, I think he even got an assist as well. If he gets into the team and he's down as a a defender and he's been playing in midfield a little bit, he could be a bit of a curveball. But he's more like a thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. And um, so, based on your spreadsheets, who do you think will score the most points? Oh, oh. It, boring, but I think Salah again. I think Salah. That's a really boring answer, but I think that's what it is. If not you, which drafter do you want to win? It, it hurts me to say this, but I would actually quite like Andy to win it. We've got kind of a bit of a rivalry because we've known each other for a while, but even though I'd like to crush his dreams, maybe the, the ideal thing is him finishing second and me beating him to it on the last day. But also, I would like to see his cherubby face give us a smile when he wins, so I'll go with Andy. I'll go with Andy. <laughs> And um, on the flip side, which drafter do you not want to win? Everyone else. Um, the, yeah, I do, yeah. Um, Ma- Mantle, I think. I think Mantle's the baddie. He's a lovely bloke, but because he's like the best drafter, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want him to see him win. I'd rather someone else. Which, which drafter do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? I th- I, it sounds really bad because it's every year, but I'd like it to be Meds because he is, he is just the best caterer. Did he? Did he used to be a chef or a cook, or is he just that good? I, th- I think he's just—he's just more on it. I think it's just more. I'm not, you know, he's not—he's not like Heston Blumenthal or anything like that. <laughs> but his, his organisational skills are on top of it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go for Meds. Sorry, Meds. <laughs> Which drafter do you think will will win? This will year? win. Um, I think Andy will win it this year. Cool. And um, what what's your strategy for this year? So I've basically I've gone high prep. So I've got a lot of data, um, but I don't really look at individual players. I think I think he, that's where I've been my downfall before. I've been like I really want that player and end up spending too much money on him. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go it. I'm just gonna go with the flow. But every player that comes up, look at what I um, what I think is fair, what I think is reasonable. So you've had a year off. Is that yeah. has that been a year off of putting together spreadsheets and? I mean, analyzing them? I mean, for my job, I've been doing them. But football-based <laughs> spreadsheets, and I've not done any of those for. <laughs> For, for a year so um, yeah and that's another reason I'm nervous as well I think that the guys have got another year experience on me but I back myself and uh, who's your biggest rival uh, yeah, Andy I'd say Andy <laughs> yeah again there's history there also he's a he's an Evertonian I'm a, I'm a Liverpool fan so yeah I'd say I'd say that's the rivalry there yeah and what would you give to win the draft that's a tough question um, you know you know that like first memory that you have of like being alive and how it kind of defines you as a human or anything like that. Yeah, I'd, I'd give that up. I'd, <laughs> I'd lose that memory and just replace it with a memory of me holding the trophy. I think that's a, the biggest, you know, giving up answer we've had so far. Yeah, I think that, that I think it shows some serious. Yeah, shows yeah, yeah. serious. And final question: Do you worry that people think you're all talk and no end product? And that that doesn't worry me. I want them to think that. I want I want them to to be lulled into a false sense of security. And yeah, yeah when they've got to watch me next season, hold up the trophy over them and take the money, then yeah, I'll, I'll, they can think that as much as they want. Brummett would give up his first memory of being alive to win the draft. That is monumental. I love how 
abstract his sacrifice was. <laughs> it's you can't give off anything bigger than that, can you? Um, not off the top Your of my spleen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Maybe the physical. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot, but in terms of yeah, those abstract ideals of what you could give up. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, means a lot to him. You could hear the nerves in his voice. I think he was. Yeah, and I think he. I think that goes back to he, he mentioned something. He said they've all got an extra year's experience. Yeah, and I think that actually really came across. And do you know what? As well, what else came out of that is I think it's probably the harshest put down I've heard for a while is when Zach quite innocently asked the question, and we just went. I don't operate like that. <laughs> Literally just <laughs> cut him dead. I'm going to use that. If someone, if, if I would just want to stop someone in their tracks to say, I don't operate like that. He had nothing. I, I didn't know Brummett had it in him. You could use that put down in a number of situations. <laughs> I challenge both of us to see where we can use that this, yeah. this upcoming week before we record again. Challenge accepted. Well, I think that naturally means we should interview one Specific person next. Andy O'Neill? Andy O'Neill, the big rival of Brummett. How confident are you this season? Uh, I'm very confident this season. Over the last few years, I've been there or thereabouts. Never really been near the bottom. I feel like this is the time to be ruthless and win it. So on the last podcast, um, Pete said, you are the bookkeepers, or the bookmakers pick to win it this year. Is that true? No, but I think maybe what he means... I think Dan Mantle's the book, the bookie's favourite to win yeah. it. He's always up there. I think what Pete means is, on draft night, I tend to give myself a good chance. Maybe I need to go even further than that and really go for the players that I want. Last year, I really wanted Hazard. I didn't didn't go all out to get him. and I feel like if I'd have had him, that might have been the difference that, that might have made me want it. This year, I don't want any regrets. I just want to get the players that I want. So on that, which which player would you most like to sign? Oh, which individual? Sterling, I think, would be the one that I really want, but I don't think I'll get him. Um, yeah. And I'm all right about that. I re- I just want some very good players, but doesn't it? Do you do you have uh, an under the the radar tip? An under the radar tip. Um, I don't know how under the radar Richarlison is. But um, I think he'll potentially be undervalued. I think he had a brilliant first season. He's only getting older, more experienced, and more mature. And I would, I would love Richarlison. Do you think he'll be the the highest point scorer, or who do you think will be the highest? Highest point scorer, point scorer will um, might be Mo Salah. Uh, it sounds like the default pick to go for mm-hmm. Mo Salah or, or Mane or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Everton fan. I'll never bring myself to draft a Liverpool player, so I'm not too worried about having either of those two. Yeah. And if not you, which drafter do you want to win? Probably Dan Mantle. Of all yeah. those that have won it before, uh, I, would, I would like him to win it. He's yeah. a good guy. He's good at this. Um, and he does it without an arrogance and ego that, that is very heavily attached to many of the others. So following up on that, the flip side, who do you not want to win? Matt Brummett is the easiest answer. He's uh, one of our best mates in the whole world. <laughs> And it would be unbearable if he won it. He'll probably, he'll probably his team will be stopped for Liverpool players as well. So that would be the double whammy of Matt being successful and Liverpool being successful. And yeah. I'm not sure I can, I can deal with that. Which draft did you most want to see in the catering zone? Um, well, given what I've just said about Matt, let's not say him. I think Brad. I'm not sure Brad's ever catered before. 
Um, this, uh, he takes it extremely seriously. He's normally pretty good and pretty competitive. It'd be a nice set of events to see Brad in the cage in the same. And do you have a strategy for today or the, the league? The um, I think we've got to think about this through an economic lens. The draft is a closed economy. There's a finite number of points. And this year there are more points than the, there have been in previous years. Which means uh, that the really precious sought after resources, let's say Sergio Aguero, mm-hmm. uh, that everybody wants, there are more points to go after him. So I expect a lot of money, to, a lot of points to go on players like Aguero, Kane, etc. The other argument is that uh, there are just simply more players being drafted this time, which means the average quality of a team will be lower than in previous years, uh, which means the effect of having a brilliant player, a superstar like that, is even more pronounced. So it's even more important to have a player like that, which pushes up their value even more. So. There's not many of those players to go around. Mm -hmm. I think you've got to have at least one of them to stand a chance. I think if you've got two, two elite players, then you're in with a chance of winning. That's my strategy, to try and get two elite players. I back myself then to have better depth, even if that costs me all my points, I want two elite players. If that means I then have to rely on my depth of knowledge, as in, who's your fifth choice midfielder? Who's your fifth choice defender? Who's going to play on the wing for Sheffield United, for example? I feel like I've got better depth of knowledge than most of them out there. So if I get to, I fancy myself to win it. Do you have like a spreadsheet or do you have like a list of people oh, that yeah, you're going off of? A big time spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. um, all that, the spreadsheet is useful so that you know who's gone, who's left, yeah. how many points you've got, all of that sort of admin. I also do have a list. but. I think the point is, it doesn't matter which ones of these elite players, whether it's Sterling, Bernardo Silva, Aguero, Kane, um, Deli Alley, whatever. If it's one of these starters in a major team that's going to score a load of points and you've got two of them, then I think you've got a fighting chance of winning it. And who's your biggest rival? Um, Dan Mantle. He talks himself down, uh, but he'll have done enough research to be competitive. He won't win it tonight, though. So the, the, there's a distinction between coming away from the draft night feeling good and then carrying that on for another 40 weeks or whatever. So if I... Dan Mantle won't necessarily have the strongest team tonight, but he'll probably react well throughout the season. He goes for unfancied picks on draft night and he tends to be quick in, in replacing his injured players and knowing who's coming to form at the right time. It's that bit that I worry about. And... What what would you give to win the draft? An incredible amount of time. So I can't put a price on that, but it is such a substantial investment in time. I mean, detriment to my to being a father. I think I focus on my my um, app too much. Detriment to being a husband. Detriment to being a friend. Detriment to performing at work. All of those things I do sacrifice a little bit, and clearly I need to sacrifice them a little bit more just to get over <laughs> that line. So last question, it's quite deep and following on from that, is how close to divorce were you when you attended the draft over the birth of your first child? It was tense, it was <laughs> tense. There were days in it, I remember it vividly. Um, my daughter was born late August, so as it transpired, there, there were a few days between that moment. I was under strict rules to always be in a position where I could drive. So, you know, one beer early on and then knock it on the head after that. 
maybe that was good for my performance. Um, I won't be following those same rules today. Um, yeah, it was, it was, there are moments in a relationship where the balance tips slightly too far one way or slightly too far another way. And let's say that pushed it to the limit of, of what is acceptable to do as a dad-to-be. There we have it. Uh, Andy O'Neill admitting to the fact that he won't <laughs> sign a Liverpool player. Um, I also, I loved his breakdown, looking through things, looking through an economic lens. I mean, my mind is blown. I'm still, I don't, it's the process his brain works in a completely different way to my. I have no. I'm, I will listen back to that and try and work out what he's saying. But that it sounds. But it sounds. It makes logical. perfect sense. It makes perfect it makes sense. Perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. But I would never have thought of it in those terms. And I'm like no. that. But that is. He. That's excellent. It makes me think uh, that he must be very good at his job. Very good at his job. I well, don't maybe... specifically know what he does, and it made me think that he must be good at his job yeah. until the end when <laughs> he about, he's sacrificed his work, his friends, his <laughs> role as a father, his role as a husband. all for the draft. If anyone was under any doubt as to you know what is required of you, that's what made me realise he was actually a human rather than just um, a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was je- that was really that was really really interesting. I could you could quite happily sit him in a studio. And he could he could pundit and offer like a different angle to the game. Yeah, like the Johan Cruyff. You would, might not get that reference, but Johan Cruyff right. once turned up on the BBC and uh, analysed a football game, which left sort of other the analysts who were on the sofa with him being like, "I my my mind's blown. Where's it gone?" I've never seen that clip. Is that only? Can you find that? He did a little bit for the BBC. I think it was like sort of World Cup '98 or something. Yeah. And he managed to break down why Italian players don't like tap-ins, why they pass the ball, why the culture yeah. uh, wants the perfect goal. And not and the play, the sort of ex-professionals who were sat next to him were like... Alan Hansen was like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Alan Hansen probably just went, yeah, he puts in a good tackle. <laughs> and then Cruyff came in with that and... I'm going to try and dig that out. My, my, on, my, on, the, on the train home, that's very, definitely... I'm going to dig that out. Very insightful was our Johan. Strange that. Um... But uh, considering how rubbish a footballer he was, oh no, he, oh, was, no, he was one, one of the best world. three ever, I think. <laughs> that takes us on to Phil. Now, Phil wasn't here on draft day. He had a caretaker manager. So we're very thankful because we were able to bring in Daniel Sharman. And this is his interview on behalf of Phil. How confident are you this season? Well, I'm standing in for someone to, I'm a caretaker manager. So um, I'm taking over from Phil, who finished last, last season. So luckily, I've got absolutely no pressure to do anything other than be really bad. So <laughs> I feel like I, I, I don't really have as much kind of pressure to do well. So I'm yeah. quite looking forward to it, really. That's sick. And are you, so as caretaker, are you just here for the draft and then yeah, you pass it? Yeah, I'm just here. I, I, I pick a terrible team and then give it to Phil <laughs> And that's the end of it. Sick. It's the end of my uh, my reign. Which player would you most like to sign? So I think, I think that probably you know obviously other than the big the big boys, I'd like to go for Everton's new signing, uh, Keane, because I'm just banking on him doing really well. Okay, cool. He just signed today, so I'm oh, hoping none of the lads know that. So, so I, I guess on that. 
is he maybe your under the radar tip? Yes, he's my under the radar, and and like uh, some some of the West Ham signings as well as my under the radar tip as well. Okay, and uh, which individual player will score the most points? Do you think this year? I think it will probably be Mo Salah again. It's a very Same. popular answer. Yeah, it's just boring, isn't it? But it's like <laughs> I think he he like he, he plays in you know he's got midfield, so he's got like the ability to score goals and you know. You know, he'll, 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 I think he'll be, unless he gets injured, he'll be top again. But if not you, which drafter do you want to win? I, I, I just don't want Bradley to win. <laughs> That's it. Well, I'll, my next question was going to be, who do you not want to win? Bradley, but definitely. Easy. That was very quick as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, which drafter do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? Bradley, for sure. <laughs> like, um... You know, I, I, I was discussing it. I was like, who's the best cook? Who do you want to be in the catering zone? Mm. And they were saying, like, one of the two of the lads were cooks. I think if I was to come back and be a manager, full-time manager, I'd want... Because some of that grub downstairs was, was not amazing. It could be better. It could be better. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, I think you need a cook down there. Which drafter do you think will take it this year and win? I think I'm going to win. Yeah? I think I'm going to pick it and Phil's going to manage it to absolute perfection and we'll end up winning and um, so what's your strategy for today so my strategy today is let them duke it out for the big Mo Salas the you know thing and, and then play the long game okay. play the like you know go for go for goalkeepers and go for you know I don't know if that's a good strategy <laughs> we'll see <laughs> but that's my strategy uh, and who who is your biggest rival? I have no idea. Bradley? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> I just I'll never hear the end of it. If if I come like you know, I'll I'll just never ever hear the end of it. So probably Bradley, yeah. What would you give to to win the draft? My dignity, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I should have already given up on being in this kit. Uh, that's a great answer. And um, final question: Could you understand what Phil was saying? No. <laughs> um, what was great about what Phil did was he's just like, I, I get way too drunk, so by the end of it, I just get like out of it, and I'm sober. So I, he was like, great, you're gonna do great. That was that was about as much as the, like I really got from his tip. So I feel like Phil's kind of like quite hands off manager. So yeah, just gonna go in there and 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 do my thing and hope everyone just gets really drunk and I'll try and sneak in there. Daniel Sharman there with the relaxed air of a man who knows that he doesn't have to cater next season, no matter what his performance on draft day turns out to be. Zero pressure, one might say. Zero pressure. He seemed very relaxed. Um, He also seemed pretty big on Moisey Keane, um, but it's fair to say he might have underestimated the rest of the draft if he thinks that none of the drafters had hurt inside. (laughs) Yeah, but again, what I quite like about that, and I think he's not the only one, I think we've got Nick as well to hear from later. It's really interesting hearing from someone that's not done it before. Someone with a new perspective. Yeah, it's like, because Dutt's mentioned it, he mentioned his first draft and his experience with it, whereas here we're actually hearing from someone, and I don't think, looking down at the end of the table 20 minutes into the draft, I don't think he knew what hit him. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. 
Um, I think it's also fair to say that he has massively overestimated Phil if he thinks that he's going to be able to manage a team to perfection. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't know what Phil was telling him. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously hadn't seen the names that were written down on a wooden spoon. No. Um, at any stage. Uh, or the escape act that Phil pulled the season before that. Loves a bit of the catering zone, does our Phil? That's it. And interestingly, Dan doesn't value his dignity very highly. <laughs> what would you give to win the draft? Not a lot, but dignity. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And who have we got next? Well, next, quite fittingly, our other new drafter, who I feel possibly represents the audience the best. Okay, here we go. Nicholas Morgan. How confident are you this season? <clears throat> okay, so confidence is a very personal thing to everyone. Um, being the newbie or the, um, it being my debut, I would say I'm aiming for a solid mid-table finish. Now, there is an element that makes me think that's not shooting for the stars, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to end up in the catering zone and that's <laughs> the number one objective for me. So mid-table, get a feel for it, get a feel for how things work, and then next season, if I'm invited back, then I'll then I'll push on. But mid-table, I think I'm going to be realistic. So, which player would you most like to sign? Uh, truthfully, or am I bullshitting here? <laughs> I am actually interested. So, obviously, the the standards are the Sellers of Sterling's, but tactically, I don't think that's going to work for me because I know mm-hmm. I'm going to get outbid. So. I, I've got my eyes on Trent, or shall I say TAA, to be easy. And do you have a, an under-the-radar tip? No, because I've never done it before. <laughs> uh, I've probably been given a few tips. Now, whether they're yeah. bull... Crap, you allowed to swear on this? Yeah, you, you can swear. Yeah, beep yeah, out. Yeah. Um, whether it's bullshit or not, I don't know. But... Uh, I guess an under the radar tip for me is I've been doing this for years, so I've got a level of knowledge on it, but the draft is a whole different beast, so um, I can't just pick what team I want, it all depends on the auction. So I think I'm just gonna pick players that I know um, operate well and have got good previous history. I've used, in the past, I've always gone for players who have come up um, and could be sort of diamonds in the rough. I'm not doing that. I'm going to go for some solid picks if I can get them. So, uh, which individual player do you think would score the most points? Uh, I think it will be Salah, unless someone breaks his leg. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, if not you, which drafter do you want to win? Uh, I'd like to see my good friend Neil Dutton win it. Um, he won it last year. He fluked it. I think he'd hold his hand up to that. But I'd like to see him do the double. I think he takes it pretty gracefully, and um, yeah, I think it'd be it'd be nil or Dutz as he's known. And on the reverse of that, who do you think will? Well, sorry, who do you not want to win? Because I know him very well, I'm going to go Pete Everall. I think I'd like to see him get the wooden spoon again. Okay. Which draft do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? Again, Pete Pete Everall. Solid. To be fair, he's been on the catering zone pretty much today, even though he didn't need to be. So, fair play to him, he's got stuck in. <laughs> and uh, which drafter do you think will win? Brad will win. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And do you have a strategy for, for this, this season? 
Uh, okay, so my strategy is first month, get to know it, understand it. I know there's a lot of rules, a lot of processes. It's a very serious setup. Um, quite nerve wracking actually. I've done a bit of research on how things operate by talking with Pete on the lunch breaks and so forth, but um, I'm just gonna bed myself in for the first month. And then after that, then I'm gonna go all guns blazing and make some big calls on some transfers if I can get them in on time. Cause I know you've got to hit a certain time of day and do it all correctly. Um, but I feel quite confident. Um, I'm ready to dedicate a good amount of my social life, personal life to this. So I feel like I'm going to hopefully add a bit of value. Who, who do you think your biggest rival is? I think it will be Mantle from what I've heard. Um, he seems to be very consistent. Um, and I think from you know seeing him again, meeting him again, uh, last time. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When I met him was in a field in Glastonbury, um, he was slightly worse for wear. He seems quite serious today. He's still got his top knot, and that's nice to see. Um, but I think Dan Mantle. And uh, what would you give to win the draft? I'd give up poached eggs. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Do, like, do you eat a lot of poached eggs? Yeah, I eat them every day. <laughs> so that's quite a big thing. So that's thing. actually quite a big, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a big yeah. thing for me to give up. Um, I would genuinely love, I'm actually a very competitive person. I know I said at the start that I'd like a mid-table, but generally I think I'd um, really like to win. Um, but I don't want to get too big for my boots at this early stage. I'm quite, I'm quite a humble person, but I'm also very competitive. Yeah, I got it. And final question. Uh, how long did it take you to write your uh, initiation speech? Well, I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> well, apparently there is. And so following up on that, how nervous are you about giving it? Well, very nervous because <laughs> I've never, no, never heard it. But, uh, okay, initiation speech. Well, I guess I can um, free flow. Um, I don't know when I have to do one. Is it now? Is it later? Great question. I don't know. But... Well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily that nervous. I've had a couple of Guinnesses. That's quite helpful. Um, 
other brands are available. Also shop at supermarket um, that looks orange. Um, I happen to work there as well. Um, yeah, no, I'm 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 up for it. I I get I get how things operate here. Um, there's um, principles that we seem to work towards, and um, I think there's a level of honour, and I am very honoured to be invited to to the draft. So um, you know. I'm taking it in my stride, seeing how things go, and hopefully seeing Pete in the catering zone when it comes to, to the end. So later on, we did in fact make him do an initiation speech. It's a completely made up thing. We just decided to see how he would react. Brilliant listening to his reaction. Took to it that. completely in his stride, and so we just kept going with it. And then he stood up and gave a speech as though he'd already prepared it anyway. It was excellent. And now it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's Anyone who joins the draft has got to give an initiation yeah. speech because he knocked it out of the park. Um, so it turns out that he's the egg lover's choice. <laughs> Zach's confusion at <laughs> poached eggs being a massive deal. For, it, you could see him like looking for the exits because he's suddenly worried about who he's in a room with. Like poached eggs. <laughs> do you eat a lot of poached eggs? Do you eat a lot of poached eggs? <laughs> yeah, every day. <laughs> um, no, really good to hear it through a newbie's <laughs> to to listen to it through a newbie's uh, perspective. Yeah, I think what a great addition as well. Yeah, brilliant on draft day. I've I've been really threw himself into it. Yeah, Pete and I have been talking about basically getting him in there for a while now, and so with this opportunity that's popped up, I'm I'm chuffed. Yeah. that he's in but also that he's kind of surpassed expectations very confident start you can hear it in his yeah. voice as soon as he gets going so the way he sort of repeats the question yeah. like, he's <laughs> like he's been practicing in his yeah. bathroom mirror at <laughs> he's home he's so professional put a suit on with, a, with a hair, his girlfriend's <laughs> uh, hairbrush and just uh, <laughs> asking himself some questions we've all done it folks also what a polite lad can I swear good it <laughs> <laughs> just goes goes hell forever <laughs> There we go. All right. Well, I think it's time to move on to a bit of a link. Yeah, very good. And that is well, the liability that is <laughs> Peter Everall. What are the um, questions? Maybe don't try not to start stable. Okay. But, um, and then that. Oh, God, get straight into it. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we saying? What's the question? So, how confident are you this season? Really confident. Like really, really confident. Got some, uh, got some research under my belt. I, yeah. I made two fundamental errors last year, which I went too risky with okay. uh, my selections. Um, so rein that in a bit. Um, yeah, I'm quietly confident. Okay, cool. Which player would you most like to sign? I haven't got a preference. Yeah, I'm going to be quite flexible about the players yeah. I've got. I'm more interested about getting uh, excited about what a price I can pay for players. Okay. So um, it's it's all about like yeah. For me, my favourite signing last year was Bernardo Silva for three points. Nice. So uh, yeah, it's uh, who who are getting a getting a good deal. And uh, which player is your under the radar tip? Maybe N- Naby Keita. Okay. Yeah. For Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Like scored loads in the Bundesliga, struggled a bit to settle last season, but it's his first season, so you've got second season and maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe he's, he's going to get in amongst it this season. And uh, which, which individual player will score the most points? Uh, Sterling. Yeah? Yeah. That was, that was really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think he will. 
I think yeah. he's uh, he was almost top scorer, was he? Was it still his Salah last season? But I think yeah, um, he's had he's had a bit of a break. Whereas a number of players have obviously played African Cup of Nations and and whatnot. And I think yeah, he's he's going to be on fire. Sterling. And uh, if not you, which drafter do you want to win? Matthew Melody. Because it'd make a mockery of the situation. It's the guy that knows least about the football, so for him to win would just uh, embarrass everyone else. Oh, On the flip side, which drafter do you not want to win? Any of the drafters that have got a star already, so that'd be Dutz, um, Phil, um, Brad, uh, Yare, basically because I want to be the first person to get two stars. Um, so as long as it's someone with a first their first star this season, I don't mind. Um, probably, yeah. Probably least want uh, to get a star. Probably, uh, probably Yari, because he talks shit. Yeah. <laughs> and which draft did you most want to see finish in the catering zone? Wolf, because he's a really good cook. <laughs> was, was he the one who used to be a cook, or a chef? Uh, he's, he's dabbled. He's dabbled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which draft did you think will ultimately take the title and win? Me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Again, sold on it. Answers, yeah. I'm sold on it. I'm, I've actually got a monster spreadsheet um, that's gonna that's literally got the answers for me. <laughs> so is your and uh, kind of on that is what's your strategy for this year then? Um, same strategy as I had last time. Let everyone spend themselves out. Uh, let, let everyone go big on on the early doors players. Um, and almost do an Ed Woodward and just spend a load of money, um, and then just just keep keep that back, keep keep my powder dry, and then uh, once everyone started spent spent a bit big, then I can bully everyone else because I'll have a, a bit of a I'll have my whole transfer budget. So is your strategy more for the short term? You want to win it in the draft, or are you kind of like long term? I'm a long term, but I'll pick my team and start, stand by stand okay. by them. So I'm not a in season a drafter. Yeah, I like okay. to uh, I like to pick my pick my team on the day today, and uh, just yeah watch them watch them win the league. <laughs> yeah, and um, who who's your biggest rival? Oh, Brad. Yeah, yeah, Brad. Yeah, there's history there. Just like competitive, we've been competitive one with one another since we were about ten. So uh, yeah, and he's he's commissioner, and you're technically vice commissioner yeah. as well. So rivalry. Yeah, big rivalry. <laughs> I'll I want to be commissioner one day. <laughs> What would you give to win the draft? I mean, of of the things that can happen to me this year, um, in no particular order, I could get promoted at work, I could, I could win some money, probably those two are the main things. Stoke could get promoted from the championship, the three, uh, but the most important thing is winning the draft. I love that, yeah. I mean, it's been like the kind of... I mean, Stoke have just, Stoke have just yeah. lost their first game of the season to, <laughs> at home to QPR, so, I mean, we're not all going to get promoted, so, um, yeah. Final question. Uh, why are you always late? Am I? Who said that? Straight from Brad. Bradley. I mean, he's yeah. got some nerve. The amount of time <laughs> I've waited for that kid all my life. Um, I'm, I'm more punctual than that, Brad. And that's, I mean, that's why I'm competitive. That's why I've got to beat him, because he's... Comes out with absolute nonsense. <laughs> Don't know where he's got that from. That's, I mean, yeah, Pete, why are you always late? Yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> hey. I tell you what, he's going he's gonna to come unstuck this season because yeah. we've got more numbers. He's not going to be able to trade as much during the season. He's not going to have a good day today. 
Well, yeah, he's, he's yeah he's 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 on shaky ground. That lad, he's dug himself out of uh, holes last couple of seasons with his trading and wheeling dealing, and I don't think he's going to get away with it this season. I love that. He's going to be found out big time. Kevin Keegan, Rafa Benitez, <laughs> and now Peter Everall yeah. have all had their cages rattled. He was so polite, so normal, giving really good <laughs> answers. And the minute that Zach said that you said he was late to stop, then I pulled an like, Alex Ferguson on him, yeah. and he was. I will he would love, love it. it. <laughs> he would love it if he beat me. He oh, would love it. I tell you what, that kid's gonna come on. He's gonna come he on. Stuck. You can just see the veins in his in the side of his forehead popping. I'll point out that in the morning he was half an hour late. He was half an hour late. I'm not sure if he's ever been on time. That's he's been on time, but but even just on that, even just on the actual draft day, like he's like, oh, I've never been late. Mate, mate, you, you were, were late, late here <laughs> today. <laughs> I loved that. That was brilliant to see it turn like that. Was excellent. There you go. Just uh, I know how to. I know how to work with his mind. You see, as I'm like a puppet, and the strings just. The he's gonna. Master. He's gonna love hearing me say this. I can't wait for hear people. Can you imagine how red his face is going now as I say he's he's a puppet that I have the strings in control. <laughs> um, so here's the backstory. He's my best mate. We have been best mates for a long time. Uh, now to wind him up. That's just how it works. I also know um, that there's a lot of times where he goes to say the word spunk. Oh, you've done it now. But he's slightly aware that his mum might be listening. So he goes, spend. Spend. Which, if you've ever been in a living room with Pete and his parents and something comes on the television that is vaguely uh, has a vaguely sort of sexual reference to it the room becomes the hotter than the sun <laughs> due to the embarrassment that uh rides through the family it's a beautiful thing to experience last but not least last but not least unless you're thinking of things from pete's angle right now as he sees <laughs> yes, with anger and definitely, definitely least, least definitely least tell so you what mate he's definitely <laughs> least that lad he's going down he's going down so he is i will love it i will bloody love it if i boot him the number of oat cakes i'll eat my boot him uh, <laughs> there we go uh, he's not even here to defend himself he's not even here, he just but... went in <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. So, as Pete has set it up beautifully, here is yours truly. Bradley James. So, Commissioner of the Draft. Hello, mate. <laughs> uh, how confident are you this season? I'm not as confident as I would usually be. I just got off a plane. I slept for a total of 45 minutes last night. As you've witnessed, there's a lot of preparation involved, mm -hmm. both with the draft itself and the podcast this year. My research levels are at an all-time low. I've never been this unprepared for a draft. Really? Yeah. And do you have Do you have spreadsheets that you're going into with? Or? No, I've got a notebook. I've got a load of names written down, and then I've got my, my hunch, which is going to you know pull me through. The gut feeling. The gut feeling. I you know I'm just going to have to. I never draft well anyway, so you know it might actually do me a favour. And uh, which player would you most like to sign? Harry Kane. He's my boy. Yeah. He's not my boy. He plays for Tottenham. Rival team. He, um, I just, I'm a big England fan, Zach. And uh, he is our main man. I always like having a, you know, a classic number nine in my team as well. 
and yeah as anyone who's seen me on social media they'll know my appreciation for Harry Kane I think my last four England shirts have had his name and number put on the back which player is your under the radar tip before I saw everybody I thought it was going to be Fabian Delph mm -hmm. because Fabian Delph's got a lot to prove due to the fact that he was happy just to not play football for years and win league titles and now he's moved to Everton and he's listed as a defender but he'll be playing in midfield um, but as soon as I saw Brummett he went Fabian Delph and I went ah okay so my under the radar player um, is going to be Dwight McNeil who had a decent sort of like second half of the season he's a young player but he's very creative and uh, I like his style I just I think I'd just like to have him on my team because of his style of play anyway you know that's the way I want the uh, Liberators to play uh, so which individual player will score the most points I feel that Liverpool are going to have a slightly tougher time this season and I think therefore I think Man City I actually think Man City will probably be more comfortable this year I think a beneficiary of that will be Raheem Sterling mm -hmm. so I, I'm going to go for Sterling of being the top point scorer and uh, if not you which drafter do you want to win? I'd like to see Meds win he uh, has done a lot of catering for us uh, always you know putting in a good shift on draft day usually because he's finished quite low and ends up having to do the cooking I think it'd be the ultimate underdog story to see Meds I mean that's the take. ultimate that's the ultimate Aussie you know uh, legend the underdogs yeah I'm all about that well he travels in from Cardiff every year like that you know sort of travels probably further than anybody else he works the hardest and he came ever so close one year to winning without realising it and he ended up in the bottom three um, and I just you know the shot it would be I feel like it would be a bigger shock than Leicester winning the league is if Meds won the draft and um, which drafter do you not want to win? The draft I don't want to win is Pete because last time he won, he basically played basketball with a trophy and it came back in about 30 different pieces. Didn't apologise to anybody. And we then had to go and get it fixed. It's still not properly fixed. It's still a little bit precarious. So just for the health and safety of the abdo, I don't want Pete anywhere near it. He's actually been banned from ever being able to take it home as well. So <laughs> uh, for that reason. Which draft do you most want to see finish in the catering zone? This is, I'm not sure if this will happen because he's got a grit to him that seems to keep him out of it, but purely for culinary reasons, I want to see Johnny Wolf in the catering zone. The guy's a chef and a very good one. And we've eaten okay today. It's not been the best year for it, but we've had a vegetarian at the helm, which has kind of screwed up the meat situation for us. But um, if Johnny Wolf was at the barbecue, People forget about the draft. They just want to keep eating the food. And which drafter do you think will win? Romantically, I'd like to think that it would be another new person. We haven't had anybody win it twice yet. So romantically, I'd like another name to go onto the trophy. I think that probably puts someone like Matthew Brummett into contention. Um, Andy O'Neill, if he can get over his phobia of Liverpool players being in his team. I think we're going to have our first repeat.
and just due to consistency, it's probably the favourite by some way has to be Daniel Mantle. Do you think you might be the the first second winner? Not if someone's going to do it this year. I, mm. I, my preparation has been appalling this year, comparatively. I'm usually, I know what I'm doing. We're about to draft, I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue what's going on. Uh, so um, what's your strategy then? My strategy, so what you'll see is that as people are putting players up for bidding, you, you're going to see a lot of people shoot their bolt early. Mm-hmm. As in, the first players to go up will be Mo Salah, Raheem Sterling. Like no one, there's not many drafters who have a sophistication to the way they draft yet. After they hear this, I'm sure they might fine-tune their uh, drafting for next season. But this year, there's just people shooting the ball on on big-name players. I won't be doing that. I'll be throwing names uh, into the hat that are either going to go under the radar that maybe no one's th- thinking about at that time, or just a throwaway player who I'd be happy to have on my team, but rather just to sort of fill up the lower-end gaps in my team and not you know, have the big prizes competing too, mm-hmm. not having us compete for the big names too early on. Do you have a, a long-term strategy or is it more you want to win it on the draft day? No. You can't win the draft on draft day, but you sure can lose it. My long-term strategy, I always, I, I never tend to do that well on the draft. I do okay, but um, over the course of the season, that's when I come into my own. I'm pretty good at, you know, spotting a vein of form that's about to about to hit. So, if I can get a decent enough draft, puts me in good shape. And who's your biggest rival? My biggest rival, I think probably because I've known him the longest, our mums will be having coffee every week and talking about the fact that one of their sons were, were to win, you know, the other mum would have, they'd have the bragging rights. So my biggest rival for that reason is Pete. I also want to protect the Abdo at all costs and it going into his hands. The liability that's Peter Everill's hands is bad news for, for the Abdo. Final question. Uh, having not won since season one, how serious is the pressure on you ahead of season seven? I wouldn't say the pressure is on me because uh, there are plenty of drafters who are yet to win a title. I have, I have a star above my badge. And until that starts to become dwarfed by multiple stars and other people's badges, I wouldn't say there's a great deal of pressure. I'm operating in a pressure-free zone currently. Cut to five or six seasons down the line, I still haven't won it. That's when, that's when the pressure will, will kick in. Cut to when I have kids and the kids are like, Daddy, why haven't you won the draft since season one? That's when the pressure will kick in. Um, maybe I'll, you know, married children. My, you know, if my wife is looking at me with despondent eyes, that's when the pressure will be there. But for now, I'm okay. Marcus is looking like he has just seen the end of the usual suspects. <laughs> for the first and time. Kaiser Soze has been revealed because <sighs> in my team, despite many protestations, it's Harry Kane, Fabian Delph. And Dwight McNeil. The you Bradley, I have a star above my badge 
James. <laughs> what literally your smugness. So on draft, just to fill in our listeners, you ever since you signed Fabian Delph for a measly four points, you've been going, Oh my god, I can't believe I've got him on my team. I can't even in the thing, you're like, Oh god, please someone take him from me. Harry Kane, you were like, Oh god, I can't possibly he's Tottenham, this, that, and the other. Dwight McNeil for one. You've got all of the ones you wanted. You're sitting here, you're so smug, you're so annoying. If Pete was here, he'd definitely punch you. I have played you all like a finely you tuned have. hub. That's why you saved this one to laugh. I wish we'd had like I wish we'd had like a webcam set up because your smugness and my sheer shock. I've known you for like nearly fifteen years now. And I Over. still I still didn't even I still didn't even see that coming. That's right, you saved the best till last. <laughs> saved the jammiest till last. <laughs> um, you, again, the, the biggest thing that came out of yours as well, and bear in mind you've not heard, you hadn't heard any of them, is that importance of the second star in it. Yeah, it's, it's mentioned a lot, obviously by the Champions uh, elite group um, that there are six members of. Oh. So one of us. You're so annoying. You're so, <laughs> you're so annoying. Mate, when you get a star above your badge, you'll be talking exactly the way I am now. I would be livid if everyone got on before me, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen this season because, I don't know, I feel, I don't know, I feel like I drafted better last season. But I So, Fabian Delph is the blind spot in Gareth Southgate's England plan. Gareth Southgate, for some reason, loves Fabian Delph. I have my frustrations with him. He was happy to sit in the bench. But apparently, he's fantastic in the dressing room. Oh, great. You can score loads of goals from the dressing room, can't There's you? that clip from the Man City documentary. Oh, somebody sent it. Yeah. yeah. He says, we've just got to do the simple the things. Basics. Do the basics. Do the basics. basics of football. That's what I want Fabian Delph in my team for. I want him in that dressing room, telling Harry Kane, telling Dwight McNeil to do the basics well. You um, are so annoying. What, again, it's like, but it doesn't... So you're, you're annoying on that level because that was that was very excellent gamesmanship, and I know you love gamesmanship. Like you love it more. <laughs> My than, sponsor is games. Bradley more James than, loves more games. Than Gary Neville loves it. It's like, but what is it, it? It doesn't. It's not just the draft, and it's not just the bragging rights amongst the mates. It, you want <laughs> your rivalry with Pete runs so deep that you want your mum <laughs> to have bragging rights over his mum. What, what is wrong with you? You're mental. <laughs> This is how this. So here we go. This I mean, is, I'll point out Pete's mum is also pr- basically my mum as well. No, yeah, I know, I know. It's all, versa, and right? it's all um, it's all good humoured fun until Pete is it. <laughs> um, there we are. There's all the drafters. I think we saved the best till last. <laughs> Fuck it now. But then I am very biased, and only the end of the season will tell who the best will be. What a great! I'm really, I'm looking forward to not only the whole season, but I'm really looking forward to the first weekend. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed people just sort of opening up, sort of hearing things they wouldn't say in the garden before we draft. It's, it's, it really is. It really is very insightful. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting as well. Like, even though we have a great time, it, people do take it seriously, but they're also having fun. And it's where we've got to is is bonkers. And the the barometer of that is Nick has come in fresh mm. and you can see the respect he has for for the organization because he's obviously coming into it with different eyes than we came into it we've just grown up with it and it's developed and so yeah. we haven't really noticed the change nick's come in and seen the stage it's like that frog in boiling water analogy which is 
put a frog in boiling water, he'll jump right out because he's like, well, that's really hot. I'm not good. I don't want to be there. Put a frog in cold water and then heat it up slowly and the, the oh, frog stays there. Oh, no. Boils to death. Yeah. We are the frogs that are boiling to death. <laughs> Nick yeah. is the frog who's like, well, yeah. this water's really hot, but yeah. we don't notice it. We don't notice um, how insane we all are in our endeavours to enjoy fancy football and our annual friendship. Before you came up with the frog analogy, I was just thinking about how... Um, how funny it would be them two sitting in the Sainsbury's canteen talking about, <laughs> talking about not the shop that they work at, yeah, but like they're, they're sitting in the canteen at Sainsbury's or whatever talking about this and, and getting tips from him. And Mate, they do that. They just schedule meetings where they go into each other's office. <laughs> yeah. And scheduled yeah. specific meetings for each other and they just go in and talk fancy football. This is Pete and Nick who yeah. both work at the same supermarket. Yeah, really enjoyed that. There's a lot more on draft day to cover. This was just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so now you've got a real insight of you've you've heard our opinions of of each of, of each drafter. You've now heard it from each drafter's personal, you know, their own mouths, as it were. Um, and now that and that's it. Now we're 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 up and running. Get on social media. Go and have a look at these people. Yeah, pictures will be appearing. We've had a, we've had a little bit of fun at having a draft both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to go on there now. I'm going to have a look. Do it. I'm going to have a look what's on there. I might tweet about this. I think what we'll do, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but we're going to put the board up to show you everybody's team. Mm -hmm. You can get in touch, let us know who you think's got the good team, who's Who's got got a bad team. Who's got now? Who's got the (laughs) now? Who's got the now? How has that become part of our vocabulary? And now we'd like to say some thank yous. First and foremost, to our producer, Zach Brown, who has made this possible. Thanks, Zach! Uh, also to thank Kate Bellamy katebellamy.co.uk and uh, she's on Instagram at kate.made.this check out her stuff I love what she's done for us Um, another person who we love what they've done for us is CJ Pandit who did CJ Pandit (laughs) CJ Pandit who did our music thank you CJ Uh, you can find him on uh, social media at CJ Pandit who? Bloody love that song. Uh, Will Coburn. Thank you, fella. If you want to check out Will Coburn's photography, wcobernphotography.com. He's on Insta, at wcoburn. Send some cracking shots for us. It's excellent. Then there's and some also, other guys we've got to thank. Last, but certainly not least, our wonderful friends and hosts over at... Acast! Thank you so much. Uh, without this, uh, without you, this would not be possible. We'll move on swiftly to the next part of the draft in the next episode. Until then, draft safe! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.